The 10-Minute Writers' Workshop is supported by Heinemann, a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision-makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. Hi, I'm Josh Ritter, and this is the 10-Minute Writer's Workshop. Henrietta, Indiana, Milltown, lock the factory down and shut it up tight. My daddy and my brother and 1,600 others lost everything they had in the night. Daddy got a taste for the hard stuff. Henrietta, Indiana, was dry. We'd ride out to Putney, he'd tell me he loved me. The drive home was always so quiet, he had a devil in his eye. Like a thorn in the paw, disregard for the law, disappointment to the Lord on high. Virginia Prescott here with the singer-songwriter, musician, and novelist Josh Ritter, though he may say writer first, musician second. It was a song that spun into his 2011 novel Bright's Passage. All of his songs draw deeply from the narrative traditions of American and Scottish folk music, which he studied after dropping out of the neuroscience program at Oberlin. They're little stories of character and place and wild prairies and snake oil salesmen and teenage lust and adult drifters quickly running out of road. By his description, his most recent album, Sermon on the Rocks, as messianic, oracular honky-tonk. We caught up with him at the Capitol Center for the Arts in Concord, New Hampshire, on the very day it was announced that Bob Dylan would be awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature. So we focused on songwriting, and I asked him how a song begins for him. Is it the lyrics or melody or the ideas? Every time it happens differently. I mean, I almost never keep track of how it happens. Um, when, you're, when you start out with a blank sheet of paper and your guitar, your piano, I feel like you're kind of a traveler crossing an empty space, and, and anything you encounter along the way is, is useful. It may not be for that single song, it may be for another song in, in years to come, but I find that tracking how I do it um, might, might make me suspicious, or oh, superstitious, I should say. <laughs> you do a lot of traveling, so do you have to establish any kind of creative rituals for yourself, like, I'm going to write from this time to this time every day, or how's it work? I, I, I long ago made the decision that I, that I couldn't be picky about where I wrote, you know. I, I never have had really a desk, you know, my desk is kind of wherever I am. Uh, airplanes, airports, on the bus, uh, in the dressing room, you know, these are places. I have an office that I work at at home. I, I just love being, you know, free to write wherever. And I like working when people are around, you know, it makes me feel like more productive if there's other people doing stuff. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, you've also done a lot of collaboration with other musicians, like Bob Weir's new record is the thing I'm thinking of in particular. So what is it like? Do you actually collaborate in the writing process with those people or just making the music itself? Well, with with Bob, one of the things that was really important to me was that I was trying to write songs that would match match his voice and match you know who he was at this time in his life, and uh, and try and kind of capture some of the wistfulness with which he spoke about working as a ranch hand in Wyoming uh, in the in the late '50s, early '60s. You know, I thought that, that was really exciting and and a kind of a rich ground to like write about. I'm from Idaho originally, so writing about the the west was something that's always been in my head 
with that, I, I would write a song and I would send it off to Bob and Bob would take it and, and, you know, sometimes write a whole new melody for it, insert like some lines that were more autobiographical. And, and for that, I found that, that distance was really important. Being in the same room sometimes can slow both parties down. Thankfully, now we have the technology to send these, these songs to each other and, you know, let stew on them a little bit. Where do you find your inspiration? I mean, I'm thinking about this record, uh, Sermon on the Rocks in particular, you know, religious parables, the influence of that. Mm-hmm. Is that something you grew up with, you pulled in? I think one thing, I've always just been attracted to stories. Like everybody, there's, there's some things that kind of grab hold of your imagination. I was raised in a fairly religious home, and, uh, and those stories kind of... Uh, you know, in some cases, you know, you go to Sunday school and they're drilled into you. I, but I, as time has gone by, I found that I speak in that vocabulary, but that it's also useful because, you know, biblical stories and uh, are are kind of cultural currency. You know, they're like they're a way to tell a, a larger story in a short amount of time. You know, people can talk about like the overturning the the tables in the temple and, and you know that leads you to a whole story a whole bunch of metaphors that can come out of that it's really rich ground for that do you share your work along your process i mean you were talking about it with bob weir but do you normally like if you're writing music for someone else obviously mm-hmm. you might share it but a lot of songs that you've written you know other people have picked up and played mm-hmm. do you share those along the way any of your songs Oh, I, well, I think it's it's funny when when I never have an idea of whether the song is truly good until I play it for somebody. And it doesn't matter if I play it for one person or if I play it for like a thousand. If it, if it works, it gives me a, a glow, a kind of inner glow, and I know I've I've hit the target. If it doesn't work, I know immediately, and I have kind of a, a sad kind of admixture of sorrow and embarrassment. <laughs> so so either either way, but like you know, sharing songs, especially early on, is something that I've really grown to love. But you wait till you think it's done to share it? Yeah, like, you know, as as Bob Dylan says, you learn your song well before you start singing, you know. That's it's so nice to talk with you on this day when Dylan won the Nobel Prize mm-hmm. for Literature. First time ever a songwriter yeah. has won that. What are your thoughts on that as a songwriter? Well, it's, I mean, I obviously agree with Dylan that, that songs are literature. I mean, they are written stories and, and they're poetry and they're, they're not lesser you know, I mean, in fact, when we when we go back farther and farther into history, you know, songs, you know, whether it's the Homeric epics or, or these like great long bard tales told in Scotland over the course of days and days were songs. I think the modern idea of literature may not encompass that all the time, but I think that it's important to like to acknowledge that songs are kind of the font of so many ideas. So do you think it's kind of, um, I don't know, an official stamp on songwriting? I guess it could be, whether it's, that's needed or not. I think Bob Dylan would be happy not to have won, too. I don't think he even thinks about it. <laughs> that was my guess. Um, so I want to go back to what you were saying earlier, but Dylan distracted me. What, how do you know when a song is done? Well, I heard somebody say, I think it was Gary Snyder once said, that like, the artists know when to lift the brush. And I think that that's, that's how I feel. You know, there's just a feeling you know when it's done, you know. And I, I tend to edit very, like, harshly as I go along. You know, I, I, I tend to polish a, a verse till it's kind of like a marble before I move on to the next one because, you, you know, each one vaults off the next, you know. You, you never know what you're writing about until you get that first verse or that first chorus. And then, then the kind of framework and the, the logic of the whole song kind of comes out. What is the best piece of advice you ever got about songwriting? 
you know, no one's ever given me a, a piece of advice about songwriting, you know, but I think one time I, I, I got the chance to talk with uh, Springsteen, and he was working on his book at the time, and I had just finished my, my novel, and, and he had, he said, you know, like, well, it's just like songwriting, and you just put, like, the perfect word after the perfect word. What are you reading or listening to now? Uh, right now, let's see, uh, I'm, I've been really into haunted house books recently. I like uh, Shirley Jackson, and I'm, I'm really into those, like, kind of haunted house, like, the conceit of a haunt, haunted house. I don't know why, but this whole, like, little tiny world that you're encapsulated in is so uh, attractive to me, and it's very much like a song. Josh, you have a lot of people's fantasy job. Yeah. But have you been harboring any of your own little fantasy jobs? Oh, man, there's so many jobs that I think would be fun to do. Like, I, I think it'd be fun to be an ambassador. I think that'd be really cool. I mean, I, obviously, I think being a full-time novelist would be a really exciting thing and also a big change. I think being a nurse would be something pretty incredible, although I don't have the chemistry to do it, and I don't think I'll ever, I'll ever get there, you know? But like, there's a lot of great jobs out there that I think would be kind of really cool, although I think I, I, my job is, for me, just the best. I love it. I was lucky to find it. Lucky to have you. Thanks. Thank you, Josh Ritter. Thank you. That was awesome. Night I leave a bottle on the table, the Bible open to the summit on the mound. Blessed be the poor of Henrietta, Indiana, but happy are the ones that get out. Josh Ritter, who Paste Magazine ranked as one of the 100 greatest living songwriters. The 10 Minute Writers Workshop is a production of NHPR, produced by Sarah Plourd with help from Maureen McMurray. You can hear quick little writing lessons from a number of other writers Kelly Link, Richard Russo, Aaron Mankey, Alexander Chi, dozens more when you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And in the best workshopian way, we encourage you to take a crack at writing and leave a review. It really does help other people find us. I'm Virginia Prescott. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs>